Where are you at, man? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm at home. Chilling. You got multiple homes. You're like DJ Khaled. Um, you got multiple homes. I mean, if I had DJ Khaled money, I would have multiple homes too, but not like these homes. These are just apartments. Uh, <laughs> bro, there was a... a, a yeah, this is how I know. I was thinking like, you know, I, I don't I don't know if God's real, right? I, okay. I've been, I've, been, I've been on my atheist tip for a minute, right? You're a little agnostic, I, I see you. So I, I have a problem, right? I, I, I just can't stop drinking malt liquor. <laughs> right. right, so look, I've been, like, I'm not like a malt liquor drinker every single night, but like there's sometimes I'm like, I can use a, a, a malt liquor right now. I can have me some beer right now. You know, so malt pick me up, I get that. So, so the bar that I, I normally just would walk right to, not too far from my house, to get the beer, come right back home. So I did it the other day, got the beer, came home, that night, the bar caught on fire. Oh no! The bar caught on fire, and I was like, "Yo, there might be a god. Like this, is, this might be a sign." It's like, "Yo, bro, you gotta get, you gotta get your body together. You gotta get more healthy." This is God telling me that I gotta walk farther to the next bar to get my beer. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> God want me to work out. I'm like, okay, I see. It. <laughs> I was like, I like that uh, the idea of. Uh, God having you walk more, but also making someone's company go away for the sake of you <laughs> recognizing, oh, I should drink less. I should cause an electrical fire at the small business so Alan can switch over to a different beverage. It'll be it'll be back. It was just a small apartment fire on top of it. It'll, it'll be uh, back. But I was like, God wanted me to get my steps in. I see. <laughs> I wanted me to rep some alcohol as well, man. I want to show off my, my hoodie. Boom, boom. They say you got to keep keep hydrated. So I wanted to advertise some water on here. Um, this is a, no, it's, I did get this at TJ Maxx, $15. And I don't even be drinking Budweiser like that, but I'm like, that's clutch. Hmm. What's okay? So I'm glad you got that shirt on. What's going on with the whites? Property buying. As always, uh, we will talk about the whites and uh, welcome to Property Bonics. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot that. Hello, people. <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah, we, we talk about the whites, man. Uh, so, like, so it's Bud White. Bud White. So, like, I guess Bud White, they um, picked up a partnership with uh, a very popular um, uh, trans activist. Um, Bruce Brad, if you pull up the name of the activist, um, I think it's like Delvaney or something like that. Um, but I don't have the exact name. I've, I've seen uh, bits and pieces of the story, but um, they're very known. Um, they have like an Instagram page, um, I think it's called like 365 Girlhood, where they've recently transitioned and it's journeys their transition. So people are into the person. Um, and Budweiser has made a partnership. And uh, Kid Rock, uh, Kid Rock, um, who uh, is a fan of the drinks, the Budweiser's and the Bud Lights. Um, or he was a fan of the Bud Lights because he, in response to this, he made a video in which he used an assault rifle uh, to shoot a bunch of cans of Bud Light um, in, in response because uh, he, he wasn't feeling the, the partnership. Um, and let's see, the activist name is uh, Dylan Mulvaney. I may be pronouncing that wrong or not, but yeah, Kid Rock is not feeling Dylan. Wow. So he shot beers. He he, pur he purchased beers and shot them. Oh, I mean, 
Budweiser just got promotion. They just you just paid for. It. I'm not sure what his, his point was here. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, so two parts of the sort of thing like that. One that is kind of a wild thing uh, to shoot beer sort of thing. Those are you can have those beers, have a nice time, have a nice Sunday. Um, it's also I, I don't really care for. All right, before I phrase it this way, do you think it's okay for um, Kid Rock or any, there's a few other artists, I think a few country artists um, who have boycotted these brands um, afterwards. Do you think that that's a freedom of speech thing or do you think it crosses a, a line into transphobia? Or both, it could mm. be both. I think that, I think that's both. So it's like, you know, I'm down with the boycotts. I, I love boycotting people that I disagree with and I don't like. Right? But it's because mo most of the time it's because they're racist and stuff like that or they've done something. But to to boycott someone because they are just themselves, it's pretty ism. It's a transphobic or it's one of them. It's not, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like it's... If, you, if you're boycotting, so say uh, say me and you were sponsors and someone's just boycotting just because we're the sponsors and we're black, yeah, that's wrong. Because you're just racist. You know what I mean? You can, you can boycott if you want. You're allowed to. You're allowed to boycott. But you are showing your... Kid Rock's showing his trans his phobia. Transphobia. They, you know what I mean? they could also just be anti-podcast. Like, if we're, like, sponsors for, like, Burberry, people may boycott. They're like, no, nah, we want true radio. We don't want this podcast business over here. Um... No, I, I'm with it in the sense of like boycotting, that's fine. Um, it's if that's what you want to do, sure. I think a lot of times people could be uh, very performative with it, which could be maybe a bit annoying. And this is definitely a performance. Um, I my thing with it is the assault rifle part. It's like I feel like a lot of times with uh, people that identify as trans, they face like a lot of violence, um, and especially everything going on with guns. It's like I don't, I don't really care for that sort of message, sort of thing. Um, you know he he do, he does him though he do, he could do him, um, and people are gonna cover it. I, I just doesn't really seem like the um doesn't seem like the the mo most ideal way if you are going to boycott something. It it feels feels very fueled by uh, negativity, there, and he didn't really release any real reason as to why he's boycotting it. It was just like I don't like this in an aggressive way. That's the reason he don't have to say it. It's like if. His his beer he drinks to get a new sponsor and it's like a polarizing figure and he, he decides to shoot Karen's up. You ain't got to say much. We can pretty much tell by your actions what you're saying. How, how will the world view this 50 years from now? How will this, well, this not necessarily Kid Rock, but like kind of like uh, rampant transphobia. Uh, we look at uh, photos of people throwing cash up on black people in diners. Will this be in the history books 50 years from now of Kid Rock shooting up Bud Light of like, oh, here's some transphobia? I, I... It's hard for me to compare those two things. But I think this will be in the history books. Yeah. I think that transphobia will definitely be in the history books. I I, I think I'll leave it at that. I mean, like, that's... I, I can't... You can't... You, you can, yeah, you can, you can compare the two. <laughs> As I was saying, I was like, oh, I feel like he, he won't really dig this. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so I, like, I knew it was something going on. And it's funny because me and my girl, we were literally talking. We were like, what the hell is going on with the rights? Like, because like, and I didn't care enough to research it, but like, um, yeah, I, I can see this. This is <laughs> hello, doggy. This is clear uh transphobia. This is clear. It's just like yo, you could just boycott. You could just not 
look, if you don't, you want to be transphobic, that you, whatever, right? Just but boycott, just boycott. But now when you bring in the guns and that, that's the violent part that yeah. they stop you, you, bro, just not, just don't drink it. Just don't drink mm-hmm. it. Like, I, I didn't do, like, you know, I don't do Papa John's. I didn't go shooting up pizza boxes. <laughs> like, it means it's like, doesn't make sense. Just, that just would boycott. be a lot of ad for PE, though. <laughs> On this week's topics, <laughs> um, and excuse the background noise, we got some boycotters in the back. Um, your boys, uh, dog sitting, uh, three dogs, they're wilding. There's, there's a new dog here, the one that, like, I've not uh, dog sit before. Uh, his name is Goose, and um, him and I are forming a relationship, and it's uh, there's tension, there's tension between Goose and I, really. How old is Goose? Goose like seven months old, I think. What kind of dog is it? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I should know that, but I think it's like um some black lab mix. Maybe it kind of looks like a black lab mix. Cute dog, um, but it has been growling at me when I walk by. If I walk by a few times, it will growl at me. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, luckily, I have two other dogs that are very familiar with me, and one one kind of like whenever. She hears the growl. She comes to my defense. She stands right next to me. I'm like, oh yes, shot stone. Yeah. So that that other dog is the is the kid rock of dogs. I guess. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just just all phobic and isms everywhere in that dog. That's why I want to give a shout to my sponsor Budweiser, who was kind enough to send me this. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna rep their brand well. That's a pretty confident decision right there to buy a white hoodie. It's very confident. <laughs> It was like, cold I, Wednesday too. I was walking around like this. They couldn't see my face. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I was just talking about getting dirty, but you're right. You know? <laughs> In your neighborhood, they, they're like, oh, there he's one of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I, I>, <laughs> Yes, I try to keep it clean as well. <laughs> he put the hood on. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. I was talking about ketchup, not blood. <laughs> I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen you in a minute, man. What what have you been up to in these streets? Yo, bro, I'm in the mix. Hmm. Like cheese doodles, pretzels, and some chips. What? Uh, yeah. So, so cheese doodles, pretzels, and chips is what's in the party mix chip bag. Oh, uh, bro, I was saying what's at the rob. You know, I'm all about the robs. I heard that little bar right there. I like that. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'm sorry. I really, I really apologize. I thought you was confused by the reference. Like, I don't get it. Oh no, man! I was just like, I, I, could, I like a nice little casual bar in the morning. That is a vintage, two thousand four Meek Mill. Ooh, okay. I'd be all up in the mix, like cheese doodles, pretzels, and some chips. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, man. But I've been uh, we I seen you at Pat show. That's my senior was at Pat show. Um, ready? Shout out to the the Red Saloon or Salon? Salon, right? Red ah, Salon, because Saloon's a bar. That's right, yeah. And we were not at a bar. Studio. We a studio. It's a studio. Caprusa Patsy Studio. Wait, what? It's a studio. Red Salon. Red Red Horse Studio. It's not a salon. Red Horse. Hair Studio. Yeah. We got to get it right. Shout out Red to them up there in Temple, PA. It was a great, great show. Yeah, um, on. But yeah, very cool setting. It was, it was nice out there. Got to rock out. Uh, yourself, Sonia, Andy. Always nice seeing Andy. Uh, Tyler and them. It was cool. Seamus. Um... Hmm. Pat sent me my tape from that the other day, and as I, I, I brought that up because you said what I've been up to, and I was watching that John, I was like, "Yo, that crowd was very, very juicy." Jeez. But 
I was murdering that joint. Like, yeah. bro. And I was thinking, I was like, I know what that is. That's just me being in the mix. Like, mm. that's just me being focused. And that the idea of writing for my album has, bro, is really, I don't like, so as I, so as I'm doing it now, I'm, I'll be thinking, I'll be like, yo, the problem with a lot of the comedians, even myself, before I got into this mindset is we're not writing with a purpose. We're just writing and just telling jokes that like, when I got a focus and a purpose and a reason, it's like, yo, it's coming quicker and faster and funnier. Like it's, yeah, man, I've, I've been right, up to yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, that's always cool. And from what I understand, you, you may have saw a little of a, a little bit of notable comedy person while you're in the mix out in these streets. Well, I see. That's uh, it may have been someone that uh, identified oh. uh, Mr. Roaster, Roaster. Oh yeah. I ran into Jeff Ross. Yeah, yeah, definitely. At the uh, Grizzly Pair. I was just chilling there. Like, I wasn't even on the show that night. I'm just hanging out, you know. I, and um, I just came. It was after, was it night after that show, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, it was like that Monday or something. Like that. Yeah, and I was just chilling in there. He just started. He just come walking in. I was like, that's Jeff Ross. Like, I see him from my way. I mean, he started walking in. Now, he's like, like walking right at I'm, I'm standing there. I'm just introducing myself, shake his hand. I know one of his friends. So I was like, you know, I know I know this person. He's like, he's like, yeah, that's my friend. I was like, well, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. you know, so, oh. <laughs> we got mutual. You know what I mean? So I just say what's up to him. And that was it. And I left him alone. I didn't like take a picture or ask for autograph. Hey, my twist. But like, yeah, it was it was cool to see him just hanging out. You know what I mean? When you dapped him up, you should have like initiated like a nice little secret handshake situation. Like started doing a lot of different moves in there. See if he goes with the flow of it. See how that friendship works out. Yeah, that'd be cool. He might. I don't, I don't want to end up as his material. You know, he'd be touring around now. He'd be doing, he'd be with Chappelle and them. Yeah, you know I mean, so roast us out, man. He, he was roasting a peanut the other day. I saw him roasting <laughs> a peanut. I was like, this guy can't be stopped. He roasts everything. He roasts uh, history people. People from he roasts the Harriet Tubman. Like, <laughs> you know what kind of balls you gotta have as a white guy to roast Harriet Tubman? This dude's wild, man. Uh, <laughs> speaking of like the idea of like going out and like you're you're at the you're at the spot. You're kind of just hanging. You ended up kind of just seeing someone cool. You're just being in the atmosphere and all that stuff. Um, I'm curious your take on this when it comes to the hangs and comedy, comedy hangs sort of thing. Um, so I, I did Helium for a nightcap show, shots to them. It was a cool show Thursday. And uh, I don't know if you ever have, have this. Like for, for me, I'm not really like a like a ha 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 prior to the show sort of thing. Like I'm not really like busting out jokes or things. Just I, I usually kind of keep to myself for the most part. Yeah, I kind of like like get things down. Like it's different. Like you know, it, maybe you know different people. You see, talk for a little bit, but some people they they got the juice prior to the show, and it's just like bump 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 bump. bump. And uh, sometimes it could feel kind of out of place. Of like, man, should I be in bump 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 mode? But I know myself enough now where it's like, no, nah, that's just not really, yeah, not really my thing as much. It's till afterwards though. It's when you after you do the thing on stage. That's when it's like, all right. I'm good, sort of thing. It's almost like, all right, did the thing. Now it's I could bump, bump, bump all around, sort of thing like that. Do you like U two K? Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> Do you ever think that uh, fuel is wasted by doing the bump, bump, bumps prior to getting on stage? I hate the bump, bump, bumps. You hate the bump, bump, bumps. I hate them. So, so like, I don't like I, my my best case scenario. Like, even when I'm, I'm driving to a show, like if I'm with my homie, I gotta tell my homie all the time. Like, I'm like, bro, you gotta stop talking. 
Like, yeah. you got to stop talking. Like, I can't get in the mindset. Like, I so I'm at, I I don't like to talk and be all fun and games with people. But so when I do go places and I see my friends who I haven't seen in a long time, yeah. it's hard for me to not bump, bump, bump. But and I, and I know when I'm bump, bump, bumping that it's going to affect my set. But I like I kind of I'm just like ah, I, okay I'll be all right though. I haven't seen my friends in a while. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't you think like it affects your set though. What'd you say? You think it affects your your set? I know it does. Really. I know it does because for me, the the best that I feel and the more the, the best confidence that I have is when I'm in my zone. I got it in my head and I got it figured it figured down. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, um, yeah. So when I bump, 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 I'm talking to people, I'm shaking hands and stuff like that. It, it takes me out of that zone a little bit. It does. It does. Yeah. And producer Pat just said he said I, it didn't affect me at Red Horse. Sure, because we're bump, bump, bumping. Whoa. Check that think, out. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you think, think about it though, Kirk. Think about it. Yeah. During the comedian set before me, I wasn't even in the room. Turned to who's? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I was down. I was I was down by the bathroom by myself, just pacing because yeah. I can't. I can't yeah. like, be in this chatter. Yeah, too much stimulation going on. So I think that's a big. That's a big part for me too, like that stimulation, and like it's not just like hearing jokes, but like social interactions in general and navigating that. And it's like my energy set on that instead of like focusing on how I want to do this. Um, I think there are different situations too, where it's like if it's more casual, say you know the people. Like, I feel like like at, at Red Horse, I was able to kind of like joke around in the green room a little bit, all that stuff, because like I knew you guys and all that. Uh, but I was also able to kind of like isolate myself when needed and didn't feel yeah. like, oh, like being rude or whatever. It never really feels like that in general. But like, it's like, oh, okay, I could, I could dip when needed in order to focus. Um, it's just, it is interesting to see that. And because I feel like that's part, it's almost like a staple of comedy in a lot of ways, like green room chats and um, before the show hang sort of thing. And that's, that's one aspect that. Uh, it never fully resonated with me. I feel like there, there's times where I gotta like kind of have half my space for doing that thing for getting busy on stage. So have you wow. ever like have you ever been commun talking to people and conversing and then like didn't do well on stage like you wanted to like didn't do because you wanted to open mics that happens, but it's like it's also like it's an open mic in a sense that like I'm gonna be more casual. And a lot of times I'm seeing people that whether I haven't seen for a while or it's like, oh, oh it's cool to see them here. Um, I'm more prone for the bump, bump, bump before open mics sort of thing. That happened in Spring City, like last Wednesday or something like that. And I was like, oh, I was seeing some people I haven't seen in a while and all that stuff. And I was chatting up Storm and the set wasn't that great. It was new things I was trying out. But um, if I had not bump, bump, bumped, who knows? Could have been a set. Yeah. I could be like working on yeah. a bit that I'm like, oh, this is something I'm going to bring to the streets now. Um, <laughs> I, now I'm not too sure about the bit. I'm not too sure about it. It's like, oh, this, 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 uh, the, the reaction that I got for this. Um, not sure if I, if I want to uh, build on this so much. That said, I'm probably going to continue to build on it and see what works out. Yeah, next time, just don't talk to a bunch of people before you go up and you can really get a good feel for it. But open mics is a trap for that. Trap. Yeah. It's a, I've, I've seen it a million times, and I try to tell people, like, when I'm at an open mic, I'm here with a purpose, with a mission. Like, I need to work on these jokes. Like, 
It's a lot of comedians there. Like, everybody talking. But I'm here to work, bro. Like, it's hard, though. Open mics is my, open mics may be one of the hardest places to keep my mind where I need to be. to Because, like, at a show, it's like a couple comedians, whatever. I can go to the back while the show is going on. But an open mic is 30 people. Like, it's a lot going on, you know? So Trying to find, like, an isolated corner in the break room. It's like, oh, my gosh, everyone's here. It's like, <laughs> really trying to work this out. Um yeah, maybe maybe might see you on the mic on Monday. Um, and if I ignore you completely, know that's because I'm in my zone. That's, that's... <laughs> okay, Kirk. It's fine. You want to talk to me? It's okay. Hope the joke bombs. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding I'm kidding. No, but yeah, it's 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 a thing, bro. Like, like I, I I'm, I'm good at it now, though. I'm good at like like at, at Red Horse. I'm good at it. Where and the, I was like, I know I'm going last, so it's like I got time. So it's like <laughs> I got time to hang out and talk. Right. But like two to. One or two comments for me. I'm not even in the room. Like I, I left the room. I was hanging out in the back, pacing, going over my like, because I can't just like go from the green room to six people. Just like, I just don't feel in where I want to be. You know? Yeah. And at night, it's nice afterwards after you do the thing, and that's like, oh, okay, now I could. I, I don't need to be in that zone anymore. I can like step out of it and like enjoy the people around me, sort of thing. Um, so that, that was cool in that aspect. Um, but speaking of being like in the zone, man, I, I heard that. There was another notable comic that was got in the zone, and people are talking about the zone in which she was in. Talking about Monique. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. Man. I'm. I'm curious. What's 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 Monique been up to? Monique dropped a highly anticipated, awaited album on ne- uh, special on Netflix. She finally oh. dropped the special on Netflix. They finally paid her, and she dropped the special on Netflix. Oh, that's right. Because there was like a, a money situation too, right? You want an Amy Schumer money, Dave Chappelle money? I don't think she got that, but I think they figured out something, and she was happy, and she finally put out her special. Her, her special. Yeah. Um, just like every special, you see people. So look, like, <laughs> um, did you watch it? I did not. I'm not watched yet. I watched it. Um, I think that a lot of people. So I've been seeing this. How do I say this? Like. Yeah. I hate when comedians we go every time somebody drops a special. I hate it when comedians go on the internet and just bash and bash and bash and bash for whatever reason. Like other comics going bash, whatever, bro. It don't it don't make sense. You bash people don't get it. People don't get it. Bashing a comedy special does nothing positive for your career. Not a single thing. But for anything, there's no positive in it. The only positive you're going to get it is some chuckles and some laughs and some comments, because that's all you niggas care about. Mm, you want those seventeen laugh emojis? That's all they want. Yeah, you know I mean, they want that. They want that. Uh, that and they want that when you feel it. They want that um, endorphin yeah. rush. They want that. Oh, like, yeah, they, they want, want dopamine. Yeah, the dopamine. That's what they want. They want those. Oh, I feel good about myself now. Mm. But it's like, bro, y'all, kind of, it's counterproductive of what you're trying to do. How are you gonna be? One, how you want to put out comedy specials, but all you do is bash comedy specials. By the time you get to yours, anybody gonna want to watch comedy specials? All y'all doing is bashing them all the time. Yeah, it's a lot of times, a lot of energy just focus on the bashing part. We see with a lot of, we see it not just with comedy specials, but in general for like, I, I would say that even for like TV shows, uh, like SNL when they come out with stuff. Um, shout out to Andy Malfrina, man. Like he he once mentioned like the idea of like for his shows. A lot of times he reviews things that he likes. Mm. It's like, what's the, I'm putting energy and just talking about things that I don't like sort of thing. And that's not to say like, 
don't have opinions that are like, right. negative towards something because that's not really realistic but it's like it seems like a lot of people just put energy and that's what energizes them of like the the negative aspects i feel like a lot of times it's easier to just talk about negatives of someone else's negatives um and trying to get out of that headspace you th- you think that it affects people's comedy and it affects like their output for what they are trying to do the point that i'm making is not 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 that particularly but the point that i'm making is it's like it's like owning a restaurant right but all you do is give restaurants bad reviews it's good tactic <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not it's really not because now people are just going to stop going to restaurants you understand if every yeah. restaurant tour is just like oh all these restaurants are terrible and then another person's like all oh, these are terrible it's just like all right i'm going to stay home and cook <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a bad look for comedy overall. It's like we're right. talking negative about other comics and other right. Yeah, it, it doesn't positively affect them in any way. All it does is negatively affect them. They don't even see it. Like if all y'all doing, like I've seen, I've seen comedians post on Facebook negative. Someone said like, "I'm tired of everybody bashing." Uh, Monique special, right? And I was like, "Yeah, I agree with that." And then I see somebody regular comment. It was like, "Oh, I haven't seen that." Tell me, tell me more. So it's like you're opening them up to something they're not even. You know what I mean? Oh, like, we're, so we're, we're, we're doing it right now. Right. Unless I'm right. just bashing it. I haven't seen start, like just dropping negative comments about it. Um, I just try to give a review about pressure. So I'm like, oh, close enough. Uh, no, I've, I haven't seen it, but I have seen like people talk uh, negatively about it, uh, sort of thing. And that's, I don't know if that's ever really going to end. Uh, what what makes us different? What makes us? What what do you think this 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 driver is? Because there's people out there, and it's not to say that they're like necessarily like evil or, or hugely flawed, uh, but they're dropping like these negative comments. But what's making us any different? What are we? What's making us so that we're not uh, doing these negative comments? Or uh, that's? Do you kind of get what I'm getting at with this one? Of like, we're not we're not negative people. Hmm. I don't have anything in my heart to want to bash, especially a black woman. I'm you're not catching me just bashing a black woman. Mm. I mean, like you wild for that. Like it's just like I tell my kids, right? Like the people that make fun of other kids and are bullies are the hurt people. Right, hurt people, hurt people. Like you're negatively speaking about this because you have negative things in your mind and your heart, bro. Like if you're moving off love and positivity, you don't want to go in there and bash nothing. Mm. I don't bash nothing online anymore. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I used to roast everything walking. I was bad. I was doing, I was, I wasn't happy. I don't really remember you like bashing, bashing stuff. I was going, bro, I had to delete a lot. Okay. I deleted, I deleted a lot. I used to, I made my bones roasting people and making fun of people and just being like nasty. I'm telling you, bro, I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm at a point where I'm just writing funny jokes. I have a shift in focus sort of thing. Yeah. I, and, I, and that's how I can say these things because I'm telling you, I was there. Like, I was there. Like, I was, like, I don't think I ever got to the point where I was just bashing the specials. I just never got that. But, like, yeah, I was negative a lot, bro. But I think it doesn't make us different. Like, there's no positives in it. So I ain't doing it. That's how I move my, that's how I live my life nowadays. If you don't help mm-hmm. me, I ain't doing it. Without spoiling anything for for the special, does Monique address the negotiations with Netflix? That was one of my that was one of my 
biggest critiques, I'll say. I wanted to hear about that. Yeah. She like, Lee Daniels was there in the audience. Really? Wow. She like had a joke about him. He like stood up and clapped and everything. It was cool. But I wanted to I wanted to hear like the nitty gritty about like I wanted her to go in. She didn't really go in on it. That was like, like when I ended it, I was like, oh, I want to hear that Netflix stuff, bro. Like she ain't going on that. She talked about a lot about her life growing up and stuff like that. Stuff I didn't know about her. I learned a lot, but I wanted to hear about that Netflix stuff. Like Did she talk about DL Hughley at all? Did he stand up when he heard that? He was like, Oh yeah, you mentioned it. Yes, very good. <laughs> Once again, the <laughs> uh, Oprah wasn't there neither. You know what I mean? uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it just it just don't it don't help, bro. And the same people that will that are quick to bash Monique special or any other special will be the same people quick to accept the booking if they ask them to open for them. You know what I mean? So <laughs> keep that same energy, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's a wild mix of like um, opening for someone that you you openly bash for is for a little bit. That's uh, I've I've done I've done shows for headliners and they've asked to like see your work before you get a chance to work with them. You know how you like gotta sum, submit your video right. when that, when those things happen and people are like this headliner wants to is is possibly wants to work with you. Can you send me your info? I literally be thinking like, yo, have I ever said anything bad about them online? Like, like I would, I would like search my tweets like, have I ever said anything bad about about this person? You know what I mean? Because it's like somebody that could happen, bro. Like if I'm a headliner, bro, and I ain't got nothing on my number time on my hands, I'm on a flight, and right. like, yo, what you think about this this comedian Kirk Griffiths or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I and I'm I see your tape. I'm like, oh, he funny. Let me go see what he posts on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> And like your first post is like bashing my special, like. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be yeah. That's uh. No. <laughs> that would be a wild move. Um, I may need to take. I you know your boy gets self conscious about being maybe a little uh, too nice sometimes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm trying to spice it up and get a little bit more mnemonic. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some wild stuff. I'm gonna be making some criticisms. Uh, you know, like a lot of times, like friends will come up to you and like talk about their insecurities. Um, I'm gonna start agreeing with those insecurities when they confide in me. <laughs> like yeah, the hairline is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, You're you know what? You know what? You said you said you said that you were narcissistic, and I see that. That's one of your best qualities. You're very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's a lot of situations. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, man, I was wondering, did you? I I may need some more information on those. But like there was a lot of talk about the the women's basketball teams, the college basketball teams. Man, so do you have you watched any college basketball, women's basketball this year? Uh, no. All right. So I mean, pre- most people haven't, right? But this has been the most. This has been not. I don't say most people haven't. This has been the most televised women's basketball tournament ever, I believe. Um, and the two the two things that's happening, of course, in America is you got white Caitlin Clark versus black Andrew Reese. Um, Caitlin Clark is um, from Iowa, and yeah. she had she during the whole tournament she's been doing the the you can't see me tone. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to say it's the John Cena, but the real ones no. Yeah, I mean, so at the so when Angel Reese beat Caitlin Caitlin Clark in the championship game, she hit her with the you can't see me, can't see me, right? Did her did the talking back to her? People got 
people was in an uproar. Like, oh, this is so um, unsportsmanlike. It's it's not classy. You know what I mean? So then it, but then it turned into, oh, she's she's a thug. She has no home training. You know what I mean? That all that stuff. You know what I mean? So from my understanding of it, yeah, one uh, shout out to you for mentioning Tony Ayo. I feel like that's <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of talk about it being a John Cena move. Shout out to him too, yeah. but it was Tony Ayo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, from my understanding, there it was that. So I don't know if I have the details right. Did she the Caitlin Clark person Iowa? She did the taunt. Was it in the championship game or was it in a different game that she did it? I believe it was a different game. It was a championship game. They were losing pretty much the whole game. So she better not have done it in that game. Right. Yeah, yeah but it was – so. but this is the thing. If she did it in that game or not, the backlash that Andrew Reese received from it, Taylor didn't receive no backlash when she was doing it. This is the point. Yeah, people were going like hard. I think someone uh, call, called Angel Reese uh, a piece of shit or it's yes. like – Yes, uh, like an eighteen-year-old. It's that seems for like a sports. You know, I'm not the biggest sports person, but like taunts, it's maybe not the most sportsmanship thing, but it's a part that it's it's not like this completely unique, isolated incident. It's like that's a thing that uh, a lot of athletes do. Um, so I don't know, to go out, out of the way to to call uh, to call her a piece of shit it seems a little like overkill. It seems like an overreaction. It's definitely an overreaction, especially when you didn't call Caitlin Clark a piece of shit. That's the point. So it's not like you're like, yo, I don't like this. It's like, oh, I don't like when a black person does this. Mm-hmm. That's what it, That's what the problem was. The white had a problem with it when the white girl was doing it. But when the black girl did it, oh, this is not right. No, it, it's 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 right. This is sport. Like, it's a tornado. Like, people, when when, when the Kimbe Matumbo blocked the shot every time in the NBA, every time he blocked the shot, no, no, no. Every time. You yeah. know what I mean? You... In the NBA, they had to ban this. You can't, you can't <laughs> do that. You can't, yeah. That's not wild. Right. Kaylin Clark <laughs> didn't go. Kaylin Clark wasn't like, I mean, Angel Reese wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> she just said, you can't see me. Like, it was only because she was black. That's it. Mm. That's Dude, it. So, one, the second part of it was that I wasn't sure how much of this was being uh, a, a victim of the news cycle in sense of polarizing a story for more than it actually was sort of thing. Like we're, we're talking about the idea of like if someone's black and the criticism they got and white player that did seemingly the same thing. And I was looking a little bit more at the details and I don't know one, I don't, I think they are two different situations a little bit in the sense that like, it looked like the, the Caitlin person, they were doing it in a different game and it was to her team. Like it was like score did it to her team versus Angel, which within her right to do sort of things, competition was like doing it to her after winning the game sort of thing. So like I get there is like a slight difference in that. However, I also don't think it has to be something that's blown up to the story of like because she's black, because she's white. Or that it should even be that much criticism for Angel Reese for doing something that athletes tend to do often. Uh, this, when I heard this story and saw some details, it felt very much like one that got spun into something that it didn't need to be. The racist white people spun it. Mm. This wasn't a story to anyone but them. Yahoo. It was, it was racist. Yeah. So look, Kaylin Clark's 
pawning thing was the NCAA was using that clip for promotion. Right. Like, they have like clips of her just like on commercials, like, oh, ah. <laughs> if I beat you, I'm doing that. Right. Yeah. What are you, bro? It's only a thing because she's black. We only have this conversation because she's black. If that was, I don't know, Angelica Reese and she won and she did this, they'd be like, oh, look at that. That was so clever. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I do think that's true. If it was like a, a white other player doing it, there wouldn't be as much like the polarizing conversation about it and people wouldn't have, I don't think there would be comments about them being a piece of shit. I think maybe some people would be, be like, oh, I'm not into that. But like the vitriol that it's met with, I do think that is a black issue. There would have been no, there would be zero pushback if she was white, mm. period. We would not be talking about this. Mm. It's a thing because the racists made it a thing. No black person say anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, uh, I, I started, started seeing a little bit more about it and it just led me down um, a tunnel of Tony Ayo information. That was, I did some John Cena and Tony Ayo and I was like, oh crap, I should probably look further into the story. Um, <laughs> They were, calling, they were calling her a thug because she was doing a Tony Yayo dance. I'm like, y'all don't know a thug. Tony Yayo, that's a thug, okay? Andrew Reese, like Andrew Reese is, was the one touring on gun charges, on, on running from the cops. Like, no, that's Tony. Wow. <laughs> Tony Yayo getting on stage, running off right away. <laughs> that's a thug. <laughs> I like how they're, like is a, a strong word for this, but like it was interesting to see how there was two race aspects to it because there's a story of the athletes, but also the idea of like people uh, kind of, again, that, that gesture giving credit to John Cena for it. It's like, eh, there, there was an original person doing it. It wasn't like, like a minor original person. Like Tony A was a pretty popular person who made that, uh, what was it? Uh, camera splash so much that I got to do the Yayo dance. Like it's a known thing that Yayo <laughs> the thing. So I thought that was interesting too. And I like that people have been calling it out of like, no, that is a Tony Ayo gesture. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be here without Tony Yayo or the racists. <laughs> 2024 Yayo in the building. Uh, speaking of the speaking of uh, the future and what has to come, um, I think we should get some proper suggestions. This time of the year, early April. We got uh, some of the sun coming out. The bluster's going away a little bit. Uh, but one thing to recognize before uh, getting on your tank tops and such, mm-hmm. do your taxes. Got to do your taxes. Um, or this is a good time to evade your taxes as well. But if you, um, you want to avoid that, those issues, um, keep in mind that tax season is around. Um, and if anyone needs assistance with their taxes, I'm not going to do it. But if you go to your local library, uh, they have people there that will assist you, whether it's you do a uh, basic W-2 job or it's a matter of just doing TurboTax, or if you're a freelance worker who uh, is working independently, um, they will assist you there. So uh, that's going to be my prop suggestion to the people. Are the people that are assisting people with the tax hit, though, are they homeless people or they work there? Or just Who are these people? I think there's librarians. I, I, it'd be... I mean, shout out if there's like a, a houseless uh, person that's like helping help people with their taxes at the local library. That's like a good way to kind of pay for like space in the library. It's like, all right, well, I don't want to be outside. I'd like to be in the library. I guess I'll help out while I'm here sort of thing and help some people with their taxes. That could be a new program. You, you know, you know, all the library ins and outs. I love it. I try. All right, so, 
my my proper suggestion is to gift ideas. Well, so gift <laughs> gift ideas. So um, I thought about it because I'm drinking out of a mug that was a gift. Well, okay, and this mug it says it's from my kids. Well, they didn't. It says Happy Birthday, Dad. I don't. This was from years ago, but it's a mug and it has pictures. Like you can see, like it's pictures of me and my kids on it. You see that? Oh uh, yeah. And then like another picture of me when I was in high school. Okay, there you go. So good. It's a good gift idea. So my suggestion is, is if you're looking for a gift, like it's a really if you got a picture of you and a friend or a picture, like you can't think of a gift. It's not, not expensive. You know what I mean? Twenty dollars maybe. Slap a uh, you get to slap a thing on a picture on the cup. Um, in the website, it's um. Vista print, Vista print. You can, Vista you can print. do, um, you can upload the picture, and they just put, they can put it on any item you, you want, actually. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think cups are cool because like people, everybody drinking tea and coffee and stuff like that. So yeah, I, that's my suggestion. If you're looking for gift ideas, yeah, you know, uh, Vista print, you can print out some stuff with pictures of yourself on it or your friends and family. Is that um, is that your way of saying what you want from me for Christmas? Is that uh, if like during Christmas time, getting you a gift, I should get you a mug. With a photo of you on there, I thought you were gonna say a photo of you. Oh well, yeah, that may be a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I don't know if I want to put my lips on you on my picture of you, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> you want to put your lips on yourself? That's funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great suggestion, man. I, I feel like people are always gonna love those items, and you make it a you make a household item personal. Same for like I've seen on candles. You get like a candle and like have a photo. Of like you on there, which kind of wild. It seems like a little bit of a, a voodoo fire hazard. It seems a little adjacent to that. If like you have fire next to the person that you're sending a gift to, um, but I, I like that idea though. I don't think anyone's ever gifted me a personalized mug. I got a mug with um, art of Garfield painted on it. That was cool because the person knew that I like Garfield, but uh, never one of like here's us at a picnic or here's us. Over here in Times Square. Now you could drink this and remember that time that we did that. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's a solid gift, man. Yes, I know I'm going to get you for your birthday. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that'd be, yeah. that'd be very nice. Yeah, I, I, your pictures. I was about to say, I, 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 I didn't sense to you and Pat. Um, I hung up my mixed style, the one. It was like a photo of us from a church of satire, and mixed style is that um that one I mentioned. Like you send the photo in, and they mail it to you in a frame already, and it has like a sticky thing on the back. So you just like move it in and out and around. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite photos. It's like, I'm trying to get more photos in my apartment. Cause it's feels like it's mainly just like random art pieces from thrift shops. So I'm trying called, to get like, what's it called? Mixed tile. Mixed tile. Yeah. And it's like through an app. Um, I think it's like $15 per photo, which when you think about it, frames tend to be a little more expensive and then printing it out tends to be kind of, it's not expensive, kind of a house. So you got to step outside to go to the CVS, put your mask on and all that stuff. Mixed styles, though, you just order it online. It's very nice. No mask needed. No mask needed at all. Well, unless you're ordering it at a CVS. I still mask up at CVS and Rite Aid. I don't think that's ever going to change. I'm out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here. I ain't wearing masks in months, bro. Bro, when it comes to like going in a place where like beyond like COVID, it's like people are like go there to get sick people medicine. It's like, all right, well. If there is ever a spot to avoid inhaling any sort of air, this may be the spot. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Produce the pass, and I'm walking through fires from malt liquor. <laughs> Forget the mask. <laughs> oh, the fact, bro. Listen, I'm out here, baby. I'm raw dog in air, man. <laughs> I'm done, man. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm, flights. Flights is the only place. Where I'm I, don't even, I don't even wear a mask in Ubers no more, bro. Like, I don't put the window down. We out here, bro. It's, oh, it's, <laughs> living life again. Living life again. I'm curious what your thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> so apparently there's been a company that um, they plan on releasing a vaccine that will address not one, but two to three comorbid. So it's the vaccine will address cancer, um, cardi- cardiovascular um, issues, and immune system issues. All three, one vaccine, 2024. You with it? Stick me, Doc. Stick me where you need to stick me. Really? Yeah. You're stick with me. it? Stick me. Give it, give it to me. Chill, though. <laughs> what's what's it gonna do? Like, uh, look, all right, look. So, I, I obviously like I'm I'm kidding around, but like if they had like a a thing where it's like it was tested and proven, I would I would take the I would take it. Yeah, like medicine. The, the way they come up with medicine these days, like what's the back like what's the back draw? Like what's the negatives? Like, what's the side effect? Like, what's you know like like the vaccine? Like the COVID vaccine is just like. Your arm be numb. You may feel like you got the, the COVID for like a day or something like that. But like, that's it. I, uh, I don't know if I'd feel as wavy doing that right away. I feel like that's one where like, if it was like maybe one thing that it was addressing, but the fact that it's like we're gonna get all three of these things in one shot, it seems markety. It seems very much like all right. That se- if if that hasn't been done before. It's something that's relatively new. And the fact that it's targeting all three instead of narrowing on one, and it's not just like all three, like there's multiple different cancers, multiple different cardio issues. It just seems very like, hey, we're we're gonna be able to cure all everything. It almost sounds like a diet plan. I'm like, yo, you do this diet plan, it's gonna fix everything in your life. So when I hear that, it's just like I have some skepticism. Um, where I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be on board and try that out right away. Um, yeah, that's that. Okay. Look, the, the thing we're being like that, how, how, how you can't cure cancer, but you can cure cancer with two other things mixed in already. Yeah. That, yeah. That's it's, it seems kind of, I, I, it's, I don't think it's made by Pfizer. I got to double check that part, but it's like vaccines are popping right now. Vaccines are popping. People are, it's a polarized thing where people, or have more love for vaccines than ever. The dogs love and all that. Um, so it's like it's almost like when you're selling anything, it's like, oh well, what are ways that we can kind of market off of that? Um, and I'm sure too, they've been like doing research on this for years. Like it's not like a brand brand new thing, but in terms of like how the article, uh, which I think was like BBC, pretty reputable, how they were advertising it and like how they were talking about the people that make it, how they were talking about it. Kind of spooked me out a little bit. Look, all right, look, I, I'm down. I'm down with medicine and shit and vaccines. I'm down with that, right? But of, of course, I don't. I don't want the first cancer vaccine to be mixed with two other things. Right. <laughs> of course, of course, you don't want that. And then when you say cardiovascular, like cardiovascular, what? Like, is it this disease or is it blockage? Like, what are you? You know what I mean? Like, you what are you? Burgers that you want. Uh, yeah, like, uh, Red Bull. 
I don't, you know, I'm out. I want a vaccine against canker sores. Mm. That's why, because it's like it's a mild enough thing where it's like, all right, I, I don't think there has to be that much of a major adjustment in my body, sort of thing. But canker sores, they get kind of, they get kind of annoying. Luckily, ever since I started taking vitamin D, the canker sores have been reduced like greatly. But if you're someone out there that's suffering from canker sores, I don't know, maybe a vaccine, if that's ever made, that could be the move. And that's that thing in your, is it that sore in your mouth? Is that what that is? It's different. <laughs> Pat, play the different music. Uh, it's, it's, so technically, yes, it was like a form of herpes, but it's not like the kissing herpes sort of thing, which shout out to anyone that has kissing herpes. I just Yo, don't. don't, just don't, you can't, don't say it's a form of herpes. Don't say that. <laughs> Well, you were angling towards it being a form of herpes, so I thought I'd get that's, not, help, that's not helping you. I'm clarifying to the people. Canker sores, that's something that's inside the mouth a lot of times more so. Stress-induced um, or different dietary-induced and sometimes hereditary for a lot of people. My grandmother got a lot of them, too. Versus you got bumps over here and here because you're kissing Melissa and Steve and all that stuff and then going about the streets. So um, they're, they're a little bit different. Uh, no, no disrespect to the the mouth herpes people but uh it's it's different so it's not a, it's not a form of herpes is it no it's a form of herpes but it's like it's a different form of herpes it's it's trying to give you an out oh well i luckily i got my out and it's through vitamin d and uh, <laughs> i will say i uh, suffering is a strong term but it's uh, an affliction that i had yeah like I, I would get canker sores like sometimes it'd be like two to three a month to be a whole hassle but it's like now i get like two or three a year oh so, good. yeah it's 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 chill amount so it's kind of nice vitamins really uh they worked out that way when people talk I, that's one thing i'm learning more and more about as i get older like oh there's power to vitamins uh they're actually pretty good yeah i'll take vitamins mm, you take yeah, a I, I love the uh chewable gummies because yeah. they taste delicious like i'll eat chewable gummies all day of like, Okay, that's enough iron. <laughs> <laughs> I am calciumed up right now. You know, would you, you know who I would, all right, I was about to ask you, like, is there a celebrity you would get herpes for? Get herpes for, that's funny. And I was going to be like, maybe J-Lo, just so I could segue to J-Lo selling yeah. popcorn. That's a, <laughs> that'd be an interesting segue. Uh, it would put us both in interesting positions. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I, if I had to get herpes from one person, Miss Piggy. I'm gonna go with Miss Piggy. Yeah. Mm. For me, it'd probably be Lola Bunny. Well, ah uh, man, I want to take mine back now. <laughs> yeah. And then Lola hey, giving us both herpes. We're gonna have the same type of herpes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we all never mind. I was about to go way left, but I won't do it. I'll. But I will say though, if Lola, if Lola Bunny sold. Alcohol and liquor. You know she didn't drink it. Would you buy it? Man, I, I think so. I, I think I, I want to try the experience. And I think a lot of people are debating this for themselves now because it's become a reality for Jay to the Ella. Hello, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, she has uh, started an alcohol brand. And uh, people are, when I say people, maybe three or four people that said it and then it became a headline. Um, <laughs> people nonetheless um, are outraged. Sterile. Uh, that Jennifer Lopez, uh, who identifies as someone that doesn't really drink, uh, has started a brand of liquor. They they feel that it's hypocritical and that it's a money uh, money grab, and there's no integrity 
um, into the uh, JLo's um, endeavors. Dude, I, I don't, I think it's fine. I think it's fine sort of thing. Like, I think there's different ways to look at it. Like, if you're a sex addict and you open up a brothel, I could see how people may say, like, oh, that's maybe hypocritical sort of thing. Like, you're a recovering sex addict and you're opening something that's um, purely for uh, for the, the thing that you're trying to uh, limit or avoid. Um, I, don't, I think it's sort of here as a consumer, you have the choice to drink just like anything else. Like, you could be doing the the Budweiser, you could be doing the Natty Ices, the tequilas and all that stuff. And if you elect to have one of JLo's things, I, I don't think you're being, I don't think it's a sign against sobriety or like a, a, a pro drinking endeavor. Um, well, I guess it is in a way it's pro drinking endeavor, but I don't think they're two separate things. So I don't think, so I'm thinking like at first, when, when I first heard about it, like I didn't know. So when you first told, sent the, the topic, whatever, I thought when I seen it online, I thought it was just J Lo was like a brand ambassador for a, a alcohol. I didn't know she had her own alcohol. She created her own thing. I didn't know that. Right. With that, with that though, I think is, I think that makes it better for her. I think it looks better for her. There are people selling things they don't use all the time. Yeah. Like there are people, like I, there are, there are people that sell makeup that don't use makeup. There are people that. So everything like we got to like, start. We we want to get on this train. We got to start selling condoms, sort of thing like that. I, think that would be, <laughs> I, that know, I, know, I know I don't. But I know you didn't too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we really are gonna catch herpes. But yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a committed relationship, so for years now. So that's... <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think I'm again with committed relationship and also vitamin D. I think I'm okay. Um, but, but yeah, it's, I, I, I don't, I, people are pretty upset over the idea again. I don't know how many people, but if that's something that she's doing, then it's like, I think people are trying to hold whenever you're a celebrity up to a particular standard, there's probably tons of people that have alcohol brands that are sober, don't drink, they, they smoke instead. Um, there's probably a ton. I, I don't think you need to be a part of that service or in order to do that service. In fact, it's almost better. Like, would, do you want JLo to be a drunk? Is that what you prefer? Like, you prefer to be like a super alcoholic running a business, putting exactly. like codeine in the drinks and all that stuff? Like, probably better that she's more like clear minded and is able to get you the, these distilled drinks. That's one. That's one of the 10 crack commandments. Don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, <laughs> like it makes perfect sense. She can pro it's all profit now. She's not dipping back in, drinking the profit. No, it's going to the pockets. It makes perfect sense. Like I get it. There's only backlash because she's J Lo, and people be backlashing everything she does because she's J Lo. Like that's just yeah. what it is. You know what I mean? The people they want they want Flavor Flav to come out with a, a line of drinks sort of thing where he's like dipping his finger in the drinks and all that stuff. I, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say a line of crack. <laughs> I would never smirch him that heavy. I don't know if Flav Flav does. That that felt like it felt no, like a no, no. Flav Flav said he spent like two thousand dollars on hard drugs every day at some point. Yeah, from yeah, from, I think he said like from the from like some point in the eighties, like two thousand thirteen, which includes yeah. Flav of Love. Which I love. <laughs> oh my god, you got a pumpkin in the mix too. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm mad. I get the reference. <laughs> Um, not hoops, not hoops. <laughs> uh, hoops is so bad. <laughs> <She was good. laughs> 
Yeah, man. So, as I said, man, J-Lo, they go, they go, it's J-Lo. Like, I think that everything she does now, like, because of her career she's had and looking back on it, it's been a lot of weird things in her career. But I think now she's at, so it's like, people just going to hate on her. Whatever. Like, I know people that don't eat beef that sell cheesesteaks. It's just like, bro, it's going to happen. Yeah. Would you go to a Jennifer Lopez concert if it was free? I would pay to see J Lo. Really? Yeah, I would. She got some bops. She, I'm not, listen, J Lo got bops and she looked great. I would. I'll be right up front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see J Lo. I don't know. It takes a lot for me to pay for any concert, really. But like, if it was like a convenient situation. Like, I don't, I wouldn't travel state like different states to go see a lot of people, including J Lo. But if it was like J Lo's performing in Monco. And the prices range from twenty to one hundred dollars. Like, all right, yeah, all right. Friday night, go see Jennifer Lopez. I'm waiting for the night. Be very good. <laughs> J Lo at the community college is rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fan out to her too. There's always that rumor uh, that where I grew up of like J Lo's grandmother lives near here. And I care. Oh, yeah, like a oh in the Bronx. Yeah, they would always say like J Lo's grandmother lives near here, and it may have been true. I never confirmed it, but it always felt a little bit like, do we know that? Do we, do we? Like, we, Bronx is a big place, but I carried it on for like years. I was like, yeah, allegedly I grew up near JLo's grandmother. Her grandma, her grandma probably lived in Puerto Rico. <laughs> it's nowhere near. AKA the South Bronx. Uh, right. Uh, like, I used to think there was more Puerto Rican people in New York than in Puerto Rico for, like, for years. Yeah. And I Googled it and I've been telling people the wrong info for a long time <laughs> yeah i think there's more puerto ricans in puerto rico than there is the bronx but the bronx is a lot of puerto ricans not like new york in general has a lot of puerto ricans but the bronx that seems to be like the dominicans and puerto ricans reside in the bx i should know spanish <laughs> i should know i just know all the bad words that people would call me those are only spanish that i know it's all you need to know you, you need to know how people are treating you that's all you need to know I suppose <laughs> you can move accordingly. It's all you know. People are treating you. Um, Roja, uh, Verde, uh, Puto. That's that's the only Spanish that I, that I know. Verde's green. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like that's Rojo is like the red. I was saying colors too, but like I, I know just the basics and like. Oh, I didn't even catch you. Were catch. I didn't even catch you. Were saying other colors. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's green. Yo soy el jefe, mi amigo. Oh, no comprende. I don't know what that means. No, shut down. I don't. Okay, okay. No <laughs> habla español. I was when I was working telemarketing, right, and um, call Spanish people. They were like, "No speak English." And I was like, "I know exactly what to say." No habla español. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> I like the idea of like them being like, "Well, I guess we can't talk then because there seems to be a language barrier." But you no, like. You know how messed up it is? Like, there was, like, so on the jobs, right, there'll be, like, a, a disposition. Like, after every phone call, you got to click a disposition. Like, what happened? Like, they answered. They hung up on you. They weren't interested. There was a disposition. Like, only speak Spanish. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> only speak another language or just Spanish? <laughs> only speak Spanish. So, like, when I would encounter, like, a, like a, I don't know, someone that speaks, like, Mandarin. Yeah. I would just put only speak Spanish, like because there wasn't like <laughs> no other options. I like like there's an analyst checking the bad demographics of like people that don't pick up, and it's like wow, we have like a lot of 
lot of like Spanish customers here. It's right. like, so it's, messed up. We're based yeah. in Japan. I don't know how this happens. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's happening out there, man. So, yeah. yeah man. I don't know. What you got What you got planned for this weekend, man? You got anything popping on this weekend? Oh, besides uh, dog sing for the rest of the day, I'll be going out to see UFC 287 uh, with a uh, shout to Ray. The dip's going to come through. Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I'm going to get there probably like around like 10-ish or something like that since I gotta, I'm on dog duty uh, until the, the owners come back sort of thing. But that's pretty much my weekend along with uh, Snake. What's the, uh, what's the situation with uh, WWE and UFC? They like, they're one thing now? Oh, yeah. So like they, um, they're merged now. So UFC and WWE was announced after WrestleMania, which is a big, this, that's like the season finale for wrestling. Uh, for WWE at least, there. I watched. I watched them at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, did you? They had it. I was at Church of Satire last weekend. They had it playing in the green room, and I was watching it. And I was like, I can't watch this shit. What? <laughs> it's it so choreographed. Movie? It's so choreographed, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they look, it looked like ballet. They were like, like dancing. I was like, I can't. I was oh, like, hey. cool. That's like it's it. Ballet is a kind of a cool way in terms of like the moves that they're doing for it, and like the, the athleticism and the conviction. Uh, I, I'm too smart now. I know too much. I know too much to watch wrestling and enjoy it like I did when I was a kid. It's like that can't be real. I can't. I can't that's get the key. You, you got to be uh, smart in the sense of like, oh yeah, this is entertainment. Like I'm not. I'm not watching this because I think Cody Rhodes actually hates Roman Reigns. It's like they're putting. It's theater. They're putting on a show. I'm not going to even lie to you, right? As you say, as you, bro, I was locked in. Like, I after like I went I I went early in the, in the show, so like I was like locked in, and like Michael Donald was there, and um, you know he's he's likes wrestling, and I was like talking to him about it, and I was like, mind you, like I was saying these things, like it looked so choreographed, but I was locked in, <laughs> like I was laughing, like yo, that's crazy, that's I, so it was like yes, I did it, like yes, I don't the same, I don't get the same feeling as did when I was a kid, but I was tuned into it, like I was it was on, I was I wasn't on my phone. Like yeah. almost- they they grab they evoke emotions, man, and it's like I'm always blown away. I, I don't watch as much as I used to, but I'm always blown away by the idea of like you're telling a full blown story through a lot of nonverbal movements and athleticism that comes with it. Like you can't fake a backflip off a turnbuckle. Like that's a real thing that you just did, um, and it was a good WrestleMania. I, I watched night one with the dip and the snake. Uh, it was such a good night. It was like we were reined in. Took the snake out. Oh, I, I know what snake you were talking about, my fault. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was for the post show. No, but like we uh, had Alyosha out. And Lisa and I we were watching WrestleMania. It's always interesting introducing someone to professional wrestling. Mm. It's, it always feels very much like you're introducing them to a monster truck show. It's like, all right, so this is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> And there's going to be a lot of nuanced things, and I get how it can make feel kind of adjacent to like a NASCAR situation, uh, where from outside perspective it seems goofy, and it is. But it's about kind of recognizing the theater elements of it and picking up on that. Um, I don't know what this means for UFC because now that they've merged, they're they're now under one umbrella company, Endeavor, and their their stock is probably going to go up like crazy. But the sell was like I think. Billion dollars, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a buttload. Most of that being from WWE. I don't know if this means for something like the UFC, where we're going to start seeing like someone's in an armbar, and then one of the referees gets like 
kicked in the nuts and is down out. And then like the person's trying to tap out, but then they're waiting for another referee to come in, sort of thing. I hope not. It seems dangerous. I, I, I truly hope, hope not. I hope they just leave USC how it is and yeah. just use use like their marketing and what they you know their brand to help push it farther. But don't mess with it. Like let them yeah. really kill each other. I I would be so annoyed if like if they like they're doing like a it's a big bout sort of thing. We got Jorge Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns, and out of nowhere, Colby Covington runs in with a steel chair. It's like, what is this? What is this? The ref's not looking. Oh my god! Like I I really don't want it to be that. I don't think it will be. Um, but UFC has aspects of wrestling in the sense like a lot of the the fighters they tap into that theatrical element where they like they call people out afterwards and they like create these narratives i think an extra dose of that in the ufc i'm okay with that i think that in enhances a lot of the entertainment value marketing yeah marketing for like the fights advertising but i think in terms of like the actual competition i don't want that for neither I, and same thing i don't want like wrestling to be like all right now we're actually putting people in kimuras and all that like and people are out for six months because they have to be on a, a medical suspension I don't want that either. Um, so hopefully it's uh, like church and state. They're separated, uh, but at the same time, people kind of uh, tie them both in uh, nonetheless. Church and state, you know what I'm saying? Two things where one one guy's getting hurt. I don't know. I can't think of anything funny. But um, yeah, I agree. Keep, yeah. <laughs> keep, them, keep them both the same. I, use the marketing for WWE and the backing and the power that they have to push UFC farther and, and create storylines. I think storylines would be great too, like you just mentioned. Um, yeah, but re- the, the WrestleMania was it's interesting to watch. Did you see when Shane McMahon was in there? Like, what did you, did you watch on Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. Uh, okay. Um, there is a, a one match on Sunday. Shane McMahon, who's like the son of Vince McMahon, who wrestles a lot. Like he gets. I know who Shane McMahon is. I'm not. I get. I, I, I used to watch wrestling. Uh, but but he, he so he came back as a surprise thing and people were like whoa Shane's here and then like literally five seconds or ten seconds into the match um, he does a leap over the Miz and lands weird twists his ankle and then he's out and Snoop Dogg happened to be on like one of the people on the side Snoop Dogg <laughs> called one of what's being deemed as one of the most impressive audibles in professional wrestling history so Shane McMahon is down and Miz is in there, like looking at Shane, like, "Oh yeah, are you gonna get up? Are you gonna get up?" Knowing that Shane's actually injured, and Snoop Dogg comes in the ring and punches the Miz and gives him a people's elbow, and that wasn't supposed to be the ending of the match. Snoop and I think a cameraman kind of like orchestrated, like, "What should we do?" And then did that <laughs> at WrestleMania, which I think is we, when we talk about Hall of Famers, man, he well deserved because that was a Hall of Famer move right there, Snoop. Snoop is the greatest American. He really is. National treasure. Yeah, man. Snoop is the man, yo. He can't do no wrong, yo. Everybody loves Snoop, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's it, That's a cool thing to, to see, just the trajectory of someone like Snoop's career, where it's like, oh, yeah, you're just, uh, not even like just, but you're, you're someone that is known as just a beloved person that can dip your toes into multiple different things. And you have, he's like Shaq in a lot of ways. You have a fascination with a lot of cool, random things. Yeah. And we see you do whatever you feel like doing. I like that. Yeah, man. He, he does it all. He went from being fighting a murder case to hanging out with Martha Stewart. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. That's dope, man. But yeah, man, I think that I'm interested to see what happens with the UFC. 
now they're bought. So it'd be very interesting to Are you watching the No, I will not be. I will not be watching it. I will be doing I'll be telling jokes. I don't I, I love I like I like I know I'm gonna give a lot to you. I like to talk to you about it. I yeah. I'm not a fan like I watch the highlights when they come on like sports center and things like that, or like the very polarizing things or like when somebody gets really beat up or like something crazy happens. Like I like that kind of stuff, but like I'm not a fan of the I haven't gotten into it. Like I like boxing, but I haven't got to the UFC like mm. just sitting hanging out, pay per view and just watching. Like I haven't gotten there yet. But it's- it's uh, I get it. The idea of like getting it kind of secondhand sort of thing without having like absorb like all of it. Um, yeah. I it's the closest I've gotten to like being a sports person. Mm-hmm. Never really got into basketball. Never really got into football. Professional wrestling is what I got into. Um, but yeah, UFC is one where it's like, oh, this is like a, a non choreographed uh, competition that like I'm fully invested in. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Tonight's gonna be a good one held in Miami. Uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns and what's a, a, a very deciding factor for Jorge Masvidal's uh, career uh, as he's been on a four four loss uh, losing streak um, or no sorry three this one could be the fourth but I don't like to be biased but I'm rooting for Jorge on this one I, I would like to see Jorge take the W on this why one it's in Miami uh, which is like his home base um, he's been on this losing streak um with formidable opponents, uh, he makes the sport in his division welterweight very exciting. So if he were to win, there's a whole bunch of components with in terms of like getting the title shot and him being in that conversation. It's almost like Conor McGregor being in conversation for a title fight where it's like, oh, the, it makes the title a little bit more exciting when you have someone right. like that. Um, I mean, Gilbert Burns is cool too. But yeah, it, it would be nice to see Jorge take it. Uh, he's the one that dressed up for his Halloween one time. So that's another part too. Uh, <laughs> that's the real reason you want to wear your costume again <laughs> you know it's, I want to put, I'm going to put in some braids and all that um, and Israel Adesanya he, he'll be on this in this card as well versus uh, his arch nemesis Alex Pereira um, which if you last year when they had three African champions Israel Adesanya is one of them yeah so um, he, he's going to uh, attempt to try to get that title back but more so redeem himself from the last loss with Alex Pereira so it should be a good card, man. It's it's if you after you tell some jokes and you're looking at the co-main event and main event, those probably start around like eleven. So keep that in mind, sort of thing. We'll see. It's on pay per view. Yeah, but a lot of play. Like if you're like at bar, or some places will be playing it. Like I never get the pay per views. Uh, Shouts Bruce and Pat. I, I believe he, he's getting the the pay per view, um, and we always chat afterwards, all that stuff. I would love to get proper Bonics uh, live feed of us watching a UFC event. You, cool. We we got to do a thing where it's like, uh, well, no, I was gonna say like there's a comedy show like right next to it. If like we did that before, then afterwards sort of thing. But, we got to uh, figure something out. We have to just have to look at the dates. Yeah, usually on Saturdays and all that stuff. They're gonna be yeah. in New Jersey on May six, but I'll be in New York for my dad's birthday. We're we're gonna try to make Griffith's uh family reunion a thing again, but we'll see. Yeah, the Cinco de Mayo baby. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so, Um, yeah, man, I'm going to Dibbity Dip soon. I I have uh I gotta head back to the apartment to look after a snake for a little bit before coming back and wrapping this up. Where are you getting into for the rest of the weekend? Shows, bro. I'm in a mixed show. I got a show at Rise Radio. They got like some kind of. This is something in Brooklyn. I'm not even sure what it is. Like some kind of festival going on where they got like all day events from like noon to like 
10 and the comedy show is at 8. So uh, that's cool. I'm on, I'm on that. And then tomorrow night, I'm on the tiny cupboard at 10. And then, yeah, I'm, I got Grizzly Pear Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday this week. So, like, I'm, 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 I'm trying, I'm telling you, bro, I'm, this album, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't even, I get, I'm getting goosebumps right now, bro. When I put this album out, I foresee, like, if the right person here, what I got to say, how I put these things together, bro, like this thing can take off. Like I'm, I'm excited, I, and but it's the thing though, like I'm more excited just for the people to hear it because there's so many people that I talk to and follow and follow me that don't really see. You know what I mean? I don't think people really understand. Like I, I feel like I'm one of them bulls. You know what I mean? So I'm just, you know, it's I'm excited. Uh, you're beyond in the mix. You are the mix. Yeah. If you wanted a nickname, you could go the mix. Alan the Mix Massenberg. Yeah. My UFC <laughs> name. <laughs> More of your professional wrestling name, I think. But okay. <laughs> well, good stuff, man. Always cool yeah. to hear you doing your thing. I look forward to uh seeing in person again. And uh yeah, man, if, if you're still listening, uh thank you for for coming through for the whole thing. And um hit us up if you have any questions about UFC, uh professional wrestling, uh Snoop Dogg, and um uh, polarizing stories in general uh, and vitamins yeah throw it in the mix but we're out here for now thanks again peace